Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. In Nicomachean Ethics, Book 6, Aristotle engages in a very important discussion that bears upon truth, distinguishing between what we've got up here as truth in thought and in action, or if you want to call it truth insofar as it's a matter of theory or speculation, which would also include a good degree of communication, and truth insofar as we apply it to the sphere of choice action, practical matters, which is really a concern for, as Aristotle says, the practical part of the intellect, but also for other parts of the human being as well. And truth is a very important topic, not only for philosophy, but for ethics in in general. Aristotle discusses it at multiple points. Another place in the Nicomachean Ethics is the virtue of truthfulness, and that's in book four. We're going to try to push that off and, and concentrate just on the upshot of this. And we're drawing from some very short passages in which Aristotle outlines something like a general theory of truth. If you want to go further into this too, by the way, you would also want to look at the On the Soul, where he discusses these topics in similar ways as well. So Aristotle says that both parts of the rational part of the human soul, the part that's concerned with dianoia, the intellectual or or reasoning part, are concerned with truth. And the term truth there is aletheia. It's the same term that he uses running throughout his work for truthful, being in accordance with truth. And he says that the intellectual virtues, so we're talking here about wisdom, about intellect or noose, about scientific knowledge, but also about craft, technique, and phronesis, are ways of attaining truth. Now, when we normally think about truth, we we typically associate it with what's called the correspondence theory of truth. And this does, in fact, hold for much of Aristotle's treatment. Correspondence theory of truth, in essence, says that a statement is what is true, or a thought is what is true, when it conforms to the way things actually are. When there's, as Thomas Aquinas will put it out much later, an adequation between intellect and reality. Aristotle does, in fact, hold a conception of truth like that for theoretical matters. And so if I say, for example, this book is very thick and it's kind of peachish in color, somewhere in between pink and orange, that's a correct statement about something in the world. Now, something like that could, uh, of course, change if, if I color in the book and make it black then perhaps it's no longer true. And we're not going to worry too much about those sort of ramifications. Because what we're really interested in here is, well, why is Aristotle talking about truth in terms of ethics? Well, one thing we might say is ethics is supposed to be some sort of discipline that tells us about what's right and wrong and, you know, in Aristotle's sense about what the good life is and what happiness consists in. So perhaps we can understand ethics as a whole body of propositions that then we could say are either true or not true. It's not entirely clear how statements of ethics would conform to some sort of outside reality, but that's a, that's a separate issue as well, because that's actually beside the point. The point here 
is that when we're talking about truth within the practical sphere, we're actually talking about something more than just affirmation, kataphasis in Greek, and denial, which is sort of the stock and trade, you might say, of truth within the speculative or theoretical sphere. You say that something is the case, you deny that something is the case. There's more to it when it comes to the domain of the, the moral or the ethical. So in practical matters, and this would include matters not only you know, directly concerned with ethics, but also really anything that is concerned with production, with the sphere of matters that are changing, whose principles sometimes change. Practical matters, Aristotle talks about four things in particular, and these are very closely related. He says that in the sphere of desire, what corresponds to affirmation and denial is actually pursuit and avoidance. Desire here is translating the term araxis, which means affectivity as well. So think about everything that involves our moods, our feelings, our desires, our orientations of value towards one thing or another. So why is pursuit and avoidance analogous to affirmation and denial? Well, when you think that something is in fact good, then you pursue it. When you think that something is in fact bad in, in a variety of different ways, then you try to avoid it. And we can go through long processes of practical reasoning, but they ultimately, Aristotle thinks, conclude with, well, I should go after that or I should stay away from that. Could be an action, could be a person, could be a good or something. There's all sorts of possibilities. This would also include reasonings that involve us in prioritizing as well. I should pursue this, but not this. Well, that means I should pursue this. So Aristotle thinks that just as with affirmation and denial, those could be true or false. An affirmation can be true and is true when it affirms what is actually the case. A denial is true when it affirms that what isn't the case isn't the case, right? That'd be a one, one way to put it. Things get a little tricky when we get to negatives. When we pursue something that we really ought to pursue, for instance, happiness, Aristotle thinks that there is truth in that, and it's more than just the kind of truth that we have in statement. Likewise, when we avoid things that we, we shouldn't avoid, then there's falsity in avoidance. So if taking medicine is something good for me, but I don't like to take medicine because I don't like a doctor telling me what to do and blah, 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 I'm actually false. My actions, my desires are false in a certain respect. Aristotle thinks that this is very important to understand for making sense out of ethics. Particularly, you've got this other term here, moral choice or pro-racist. Aristotle thinks that that is sort of the juncture point where all of this comes together. So, what is truth then? For the theoretical intellect, truth is what we've just already said that it is. You know, sort of a conformity between the thought or the, the verbalization and the state of affairs. In terms of practical matters, Aristotle instead is going to talk about something a bit more complicated. Notice that it's not so simple as just the endpoint of desire or aversion, turning pursuit or, or aversion, turning towards something, turning away from it, what we happen to feel. This is where the element of choice comes in. Truth needs to be in agreement, he says, homologos acusa, holding itself in sort of a structured way in relation to, mapping onto, you might say, right desire. Oraxis orthos, or that rather. 
That's feminine in Greek. So desire and speculative truth come together. This is how, you know, if we were to say ethics is perhaps a body of propositions, well, that's fine, but you're not really grasping it until you put it into practice. And it's not just a matter of doing the right actions. Aristotle doesn't say truth in action is, you know, agreement between speculative truth, propositional truth, and right actions. He says right desire. The person needs to be oriented the right way affectively in terms of their emotions, in terms of their feelings, in terms of what it is that they want and they don't want. This is why moral choice, proiresis, is so central to this. Aristotle is going to call moral choice something that involves, the Greek for that is, is not without, logos, which is argument or reasoning, right, and desire. He's also going to call choice a sort of juncture point, saying that it is, and it's very difficult to translate this well, so I'm just going to throw this out there, orexis dianoetike, or nous orectikos, which means something like desire which is oriented or inhabited by mind or intellect or reasoning, and mind which is itself shot through with desire. It's not as if we have these two domains totally split off from each other. In choice, they're coming together. So for choice to be good, Aristotle tells us, the reasoning itself must be true. The reasoning about what's right or wrong, what's good or bad, and the desire itself must be right. So he, he says that in order for this really to take place, we're talking about habits, we're talking about hexes, and that's what the virtues are. So when we're thinking about truth in the practical sphere, laying aside, you know, the truth, say, of craft or, or something along those lines, we're talking about moral concerns. There's a lot more to it than simply having some sort of blueprint in terms of a set of propositions that would consist in ethics, like a textbook, and then just acting that way. The person has to be rightly oriented in their affectivity, and the affectivity is not something radically distinct from the, the intellectual parts of them. In fact, they're interfused with each other. So this is a, a very challenging and interesting way of looking at not only human nature, but how truth would fit into the entirety of human nature. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.